There is a gold mine of data found in your customer support tickets, feedback, bugs, operational improvements, product ideas, you name it. Your customers are begging you to fix their problems. And our sponsor this week, OmniPanel, does the job to surface all these insights for you automatically and send them to the right person on your team. Next time there's a bug request, boom, goes to the product department. Next time there's an operational idea, great, goes to your COO. There's never been something like this before and I'm really excited to share OmniPanel with you, a great software to streamline all these requests. If you're interested in trying out OmniPanel, go to omnipanel.io and let them know Forward Thinking Founders sent you. That is O-M-N-I-P-A-N-E-L dot I-O. Thank you so much OmniPanel for sponsoring this episode of Forward Thinking Founders. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies. And the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus. So if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews. So check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Zeeshan Sheikh, who is the founder of Spaceoft. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. Um, everything's going great. Awesome. I am excited to have you on the pod. I know we've been chatting a little bit on Twitter. What you're building is super interesting, and I'm excited to kind of share it with the listeners, for people that don't know what you're working on. Can you please share um, what the product is and what and, and kind of what it does? Sure. So very simply put, Space is an audio-first platform. It's what I believe to be the future of community, learning, and collaboration. I think in my mind, it's everything that Zoom isn't today. I'm completely Zoomed out. I don't know about you, but um, that's what space is in a nutshell. So if I was to walk me through, let's say I, I found this, you know, I heard it from a friend, saw um, an ad or something like that, and, and I check it out and I download it. Pretend like I haven't already seen it because I have seen it, um, but like, like, pretend like I haven't. What's my experience if I get onto space? Um, can you kind of describe what features it has, what I can do on it, different things that, you know, activities I can do um, on the app? Sure. So you download the app, you've installed it, you don't really know what it is. Maybe someone told you that, hey, it's a cool way to listen to stuff on your commute or learn something. So you open the app up. What you'll see is uh, most likely a scheduled rooms or live rooms that someone's created for a topic or what we call for a space. So for example, uh, a week ago, we had Jason run his, you know, twist book club on space. So that would be his space. So you'd see people posting content for the spaces and basically it's like a discovery channel. So you'd see book clubs, you'd see, you know, sales, leadership stuff, you'd see um, product, brand, people talking about what their company is doing, how they're building it out in the public. 
And you could either RSVP to it, which would basically notify you when that room goes live, or if it's already live, you could just join it. And right there, boom, you're in. It's almost like listening to a podcast live without having to know what the invite link is or how you f discover some stuff outside of this, which today would be on Twitter or a Slack channel or Discord or something like that, or maybe LinkedIn. So I'm curious, um, it, can anyone, I guess, can anyone make one of these communi communities or these spaces? And uh, um, what, I guess, what are some of the ranges of types? Is there like really up to anyone's imagination? Is there a theme you're going for um, in regards to the types of spaces someone can make? Um, uh, kind of how do you think about that? So anybody can create their own space. It can be public, which means that it's open for anyone to join. It can be private, which means that nobody really knows about it. So on the private side, that's more for what I would say a friends and family kind of session or area where you do, you know, hang out, or it could be an enterprise use case. But for me, the more interesting one is going to be the public side, because in my mind, that comes down to learning and community. So right now, when we look at stuff, the way things happen on Twitter, um, if you have built your, like most people, their followers following usually mimics like what their interests are. And what will happen is, so for example, I got involved in the direct-to-consumer community. The flow for that is, or was, hey, is there a Slack group that I can chat because Twitter you know, has all these threads and things get easily disorganized. So yes, you basically go from Twitter to Slack. And then within Slack, somebody might be hosting like, hey, we're doing you know, um, unwinding on Fridays and it's basically you know, come and hang out with us, come drink, we'll, we'll talk about direct consumer brands will talk about marketing strategies, we'll, take, we'll talk about the email flows and things like that. But again, you have Twitter, which brought, in, brought you down a funnel into Slack, and then Slack will take you down to Zoom. So the idea with space is that rather than have this three or four kind of gates that you're jumping through, we just have it all happening within the app itself. So if your flywheel is direct consumer, and you really want to create your own, you can do that on space. If you want to join one, you can also do that in case somebody else has set one up. What we found is that for most people, the way people create and consume is like almost a 90-10 split. So it's just natural for people to be 90% consumers and really just 10% creators. So if someone's going to create a community, it really has to be in their flywheel that they are the subject matter expert. And what we're finding is that that's like where all the friction is. So people create these Slack groups, and if they aren't managing it and they aren't engaging it, they die. And the same thing would happen on space. As long as you have an engaged group that's bringing you topics, is basically continuously pushing the needle on like collaborating and also learning from others, you'll end up with a self-fulfilling engagement that basically keeps creating recurring events. I would love to hear a little bit of the origin of the story here. You got into it a little bit, but you know, when did you decide to start to, to start this? Why did you start building it? And I would just love to hear kind of the, the, the creation story of space. So this one's a bit interesting. So um, back in 2018, I actually built an enterprise app called Call Yak. And the idea was that within a company, you have all these meetings that happen in like sales and support and engineering and product where after the meeting, you wish that you invited somebody because you were telling them about this meeting that you just had and they're like, shit, I, was, I wish I was there. Uh, it's almost like you want to be a fly on the, on the wall as long as it's not like a super confidential meeting. So I created an app back in 2018 called Kalyak that kind of catered to this enterprise use case. And that's why I built it. Um, and very quickly, what I'll tell you is the reason why I even built it was 
I've now done like leadership or you know managing cross-functional teams. So it's not just engineering, but engineering or product or professional services for about 10 years. Before that, I was an engineer for about 10 years as well. And for me, what I saw was the biggest problem was always these silos of knowledge. So within product, and not even just like within product or within engineering. So within engineering, you'd have like new hires and junior developers who didn't have that exact knowledge or opportunity to capture that knowledge that the architects had. So when the architects would have a meeting, they'd almost always forget about everybody else. And, you know, we'd record these as like brown bags and things like that. So the idea was like, how can you solve that problem? And for me, the solution was, let's just build an app that's almost like doing brown bags, even though they're not brown bags, they're just open meetings. But having a shared calendar is too much friction. You know, telling everybody, if you're a small company, it works. You can just say, hey, we're having a meeting, come listen. But when you're a big company or a big enterprise, it gets very challenging. So that's where it came from of how we got started with it and then even why we even started or why, why I personally got involved in building something like this. And I have to, I have to imagine with a product like this, um, you have, you know, tons of different users. You mentioned you with Jason Calacanis run, um, run, I think it was a book club on there. You know, you got, you know, many people in his space. Um, you have to get feature requests, right? Like, yo, build this. Oh, do this. Oh, can you do this? Please, like, and like pulled on different directions, I, especially with the type of app this is. How do you balance building what people want, but also not being pulled in so many directions that you actually don't have a focus anymore? Do you, have, you, have you figured out the balance there? Yes. Yeah, so we have a hypothesis of what the product should do, uh, but we don't have all the answers of what it should actually do. Um, I've always believed that the best product is going to be customer driven, but again, you can get scope creep again. You can, end up become, you can end up becoming that you're who you're not. So very interestingly, what we did start doing in the beginning was every, at least every month we host a, what is space? Tell us how to improve it kind of session. And we have random people join. And I think now it's less random. It's more like specific people join and they'll give us feedback on like what they like, what they don't like. So even the RSVP feature that we added was from a, from a user. Uh, somebody asked for like, hey, can I get a tap and hold to quickly kind of use iOS as a feature set to quickly create a room? Uh, we've received a request for like, can you add text chat? But again, when they say text chat, for me, I don't really want to create WhatsApp into like a session. So we've kind of thought through this. And for us, what we're going to do is we're going to create one-way messaging within the app. So basically an audience can send the host or speakers a question, or the host can send the audience anyone in the audience a question if they're trying to answer. They might be saying, hey, can you come on the stage? Can you, are you willing to speak? Because not everybody is open to talking right away, if, especially if it's the first time. So we do listen to a lot of our requests that come in. We do, luck, I think maybe it's a bit of luck. All the features we received do have a place in what we're building. We just prioritize some over the other, especially if we agree with it ourselves. What, yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing I'm kind of interested to get your, your thoughts on is there's this, this trend. I wouldn't even call it a trend, but there is a thing in, in the universe called multiplayer mode um, where you, you know, right now you could have, you know, not specifically for space, but like, you know, you could operate in your own environment. In this case, your own space, you have your own community. But then there's this like potential, you know, path in the future in gaming, they call it like the multiverse. Um, where like uh, it all kind of connects. I'm curious for you, how do you think about 
building this out on like a not necessarily huge vision, but do you see it in a way people can go from space to space pretty seamlessly? Is it supposed to be kind of slightly locked down? So when you join a space, you um, kind of engage in that space, but it's harder to find other spaces. Um, how, how do you kind of think about that on a product on a product uh, development level? Got it. So the current version that we have right now has insane friction. And the reason why we've seen the friction is because we built it similar to what you said, which is to go into a space, you might, you have to like physically switch, so almost like Slack, you have to switch to that workspace and that's all you have. And if you really wanted to switch somewhere else, you kind of have to switch to the other workspace. So we struggle with this with the, with the bit because we built it and this wasn't a customer request feature. This was one of those things that we think we needed. Uh, so we built it and then realized there's all this friction in there. So to your point in how do you merge the two, how do you have like this open thing, but also not be open at the same time if you don't want to, and the next version we're building, which should be in our October release, is what we call, so we've, we're changing how we do discover. So similar to Reddit. So Reddit a long time ago used to have a general place everybody could post. That just became a viral cesspool of crap. So they shut down general. So now Reddit forces you to either join a topic or create your own topic and be the moderator on it. And that's really where you post. But Reddit also does a good job of presenting all the different topics you can discover. So similarly, with, with the app space, when you let's, say you, let's say you own a space and you also have joined four spaces. And in one of the spaces, you have, you have privileges to post sessions. Now, when you go and create a space, you really have an option of saying, hey, should this show up in general? Because we're keeping general for now. Uh, or should it show up in your own space or a different space? And we give you that control to like, decide where it should go. The reason why this is important is we kind of use that space and the members that belong to it to notify them that something has happened. So this is a feature request that Jason actually asked about last week, which is like, hey, if I tomorrow wake up and I just want to run a non-scheduled non twist book club session, how do I notify my people? Like, is there a way that I can just create something and notify them? And the answer was like, not yet, because this next feature will do that. So let's say you have, you know, 15,000 people following or who have joined the, the Twist book club. When you pick that space and create a session, they will get notified that you're alive. So they can right away join. The other thing that we do with this is we do have a Discover tab. And what Discover is doing is basically a everything that's going on kind of timeline view. So it takes all the spaces you haven't joined and gives you a view of all the sessions that are live or scheduled. But also, if you want to switch to just what you've already joined and what you care about, you can go to my feed. And my feed is really all the rooms that are scheduled live today in the spaces that you've joined. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, it also shows that you're thinking pretty, um, pretty carefully and intimately about how you think about building this out, which, of course, is, 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 is necessary when building out a product like this. Now, I want to give you the, the opportunity to look out five years from now, 10 years from now, you know, just like what, what could this be if everything goes well? Um, you know, what would this product look like when it's a, a much bigger version than it is now? Or I guess in other words, what is your big vision for space and what direction are you rowing in here? So I think there's two ways I could answer this. I could use what exists today, which might be four or five different tools to do the same thing. So if people use they use Gumroad, they use Substack, they use Slack, and they use Discord, and they use Facebook groups. If I could take these five things 
and merge them together to create a single platform, that is what I would see as space. So anyone can come in and say, hey, I'm a creator. I want to create content and I want to you know, make money on it because the value that I provide, it really helps people. But I also want to produce content that's available for free. But also I want to be able to charge like one-on-one -on -one, hands-on sessions with people. We want to make sure that space does all this for them with a single product. Uh, what this also means is if you're someone who wants to learn about something you're passionate about, and I'll use my same examples before, like direct-to-consumer, you can go to one place, listen to past recordings, you can connect with other people in the community, you can ask questions, and you can continue to learn and collaborate with other people for that same kind of skill set. So you can have free kind of community-run groups, you can have paid groups, you can have association views, and our, our, our idea is to basically empower someone who maybe wouldn't have empowered today to basically create something for themselves and own it. Today, you know, if you're nobody, how do you become someone, right? If you go to Twitter, you have your known voices. You go to LinkedIn, you have your known people who are like being targeted and creating great content. How do you make the everyday person important? Like I, I just remember, I think maybe last week I was learned, I learned that with TikTok, what they do is for every video that's created, the first, I want to say, 100 impressions or maybe the first few days, it gets the same exposure as anybody else who creates it who might be a recognized influencer. So their algorithm isn't giving somebody an edge over the other, but what they're saying is every video has a chance of becoming viral. So I just learned about this like maybe a few days ago. But I think that's the same kind of stuff that I want to offer on space is that everybody has a shot of making their self somebody more than they are today and getting a following and creating a income if that's what they want, uh, helping others if that's what they want, or having access to this knowledge that we have that's distributed all over Twitter, all over like different podcasts and things like that. Pretty big goal, but I think we can do it. It is a big goal, and I also think you can do it, but you will of course need some help to make it happen. And luckily the Forward Thinking Founders community knows what question's coming. It's how can, the, how can the listeners, how can the community and the city help you? Are you fundraising? Are you looking for users or potential customers or partners? Are you, are you hiring employees? How can the community and listeners assist with what you're working on here? So this is going to be a trap, but uh, I think that's, <laughs> the, the easiest ask I have is I'd love to see how the entire forwarding founder community could move to space itself. Like what features would we have to add to do what you're doing on space? Uh, I think we ha probably have a big roadmap and if you just want to do that because you do a lot and I know you're already moving probably 10 st steps ahead of what we're even thinking of building, but I'd love to see how we could do that. But if not that, then the other founders who are on in your community, what they could use space for I think is really what I would get to next. So for example, we have brands who want to use space to get closer to their customers. So they want to host like sessions with their customers to talk about what they, what's new for them, what's coming down the pipe. We have SaaS companies who want to use space as a widget. So rather than use uh, Drift, they saw how we did our engagement with our customers and what they're saying is, hey, how can I get a widget that I can install on my website which says I'm here, come talk to me, I'll tell you about my product. Tell me what you don't like, what you like, and how do I do that over voice? Because I don't always want to do video. So I think I'd love to see how the forward-thinking founders community can maybe pick up and use space and share some 
other features I'd like to see because the only way we're going to get new features and more stickiness and more traction is if people use it. Yeah. So, I mean, right now we're kind of in an interesting, interesting position where um, there's so many um, different softwares tackling different use cases and because what where we've kind of like put our flag in in the sand of like what we want to do there's so many things that you know we could be we could use etc so I'm definitely down to keep the conversation going about how we can implement space into forward-thinking city how we can get on there um, we're I'm definitely like in experimentation and exploration mode so definitely a possibility um, if someone else wants to kind of learn more about this try it out get in touch with you how can someone find space um, can uh, you share kind of your, your website are you on social media can someone email you how can someone get in touch yep so I I hate email uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter um, so my username is Z that's Z X E D but also join space has a handle and we're join underscore space, but also the website is joinspace.co. So Twitter for me, you know, public view is always great. Uh, my DMs are open, uh, but also if somebody wanted to email me, uh, they can drop an email at z at joinspace.co and that should be good for me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and chatting about space. I think it's really interesting, especially a really obviously an interesting, interesting time to be building this probably the best time in the last 10 years to be building a company like this. So I am looking forward to seeing what happens with it and looking forward to continuing the conversation about potentially using it. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast additionally um, we have our pitch battles right so if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists this is where to do it these are monthly pitch battles so if you don't get in the first time try again right the goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs. Two, raise capital. Three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.